This episode of the Best of 7 Sports Talk is sponsored by The Reflection Connection. For all your natural health care products, go to The Reflection Connection. That's connection with a K. All right NBA fans, enjoy the show. T7M Radio brings to you the Best of 7 Sports Talk with 7, Mitchell. Overall, they got us. All right, man, lift off, man. Let's get into some of these topics real quick tonight. I see um, your boy, James Harden, missed out on practice again with the 76ers. I'm hearing he's out due to some personal issues, but, you know, timing is always everything, especially with, you know, everything that's been happening with him and this organization. What's your thoughts about James Harden and being MIA, you know, when we're about to go into the regular season? Well, I kind of figured he was – I felt he was going to do something. Um, he, I don't think he can go really crazy unless he just totally gave up on the possibility of playing in the league again. But um, he's pulling some shenanigans. He really wants that trade to go through uh, to the Clippers. And, he don't uh, have no leverage. He don't. He's just pouting at this point. Um, the leverage is all on Philly's side. I know that Maury – is um, you know, maybe told him some things about the money, but hey, at this point, you got to be professional. You got to protect the rest of your career so you can get paid. Honestly, if he didn't pull all these shenanigans, he'd probably get another two hundred million dollar contract or so just off his name. I'm thinking he's going to wind up getting what he wants as far as being put in a different destination. Like, he's going to find his way out of Philly. Like, they're not going to really deal with this, I don't believe, for 82 games. But I don't believe that he's going to get sent to a, a, a destination of his choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's playing with fire, and um, I just don't feel like he got any leverage. But he said he was going to play. For the 76ers. He said, you know, he kind of went back on his word. First, he said he wouldn't play for a team that had Daryl Moy as the GM. Then he just recently said that he was expecting to play or start the season off. But now he's MIA, you know, due to personal reasons. But, you know, one plus one is two. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. We, we've we kind of read this book before with James Harden when he in Houston. Like, this is kind of similar to what happened then. Yeah. He turned all that money down there. I forgot about... He turned that big extension down because he didn't want to play there anymore. Remember, it was like 200 something million in. Yep, yep. And then all of a sudden, you know, he wanted to get traded. Um, I guess Maury had already left and went to Philly. He really wanted to go there. But Kyrie and uh, probably Kevin Durant mostly talked him into coming to Brooklyn. And that's where they traded him to. And Daryl mm-hmm. Maury, Daryl Maury, he, he is, um he was willing to actually trade James Harden. He's not putting it out there like, oh, no, no way, James Harden, I'm trading him. But, you know, the asking price got to be high. And I don't know if the Clippers, are, you know, what do they have to offer? They have been behind the scenes. I heard been shopping Paul George. But I'm thinking you will want to keep Paul George if you're going to bring James Harden. Do you think that's an even swap? Well, from what I've read is that Maury – Asked for Paul George for for um James, for James Harden. Harden. Yeah, he said they're not serious. He's like, no, give me a star for a star, and um, or you know, the of course he wanted Terrence Mann, who I think would be a good pickup for Philly. Um, he's still young enough where he's twenty seven, and he's never really had the opportunity to really take the the reins and you know be a, a star. But I think him and what is it? Uh, what's the young fella out there in Philly? Um. Uh, not Terrence. What's his name? Uh, uh, I always get them mixed up. Was they both? Who Terrence cool. Man? Not Terrence Man. Uh, the one that's for um, that's in Philly. Um, I can't think of who you're talking about. He, dang, he comes off the bench. Either way, they they would be a nice pairing together. Um, with Embiid. Um, but yeah, like um, yeah, it does make sense, and especially since Paul George might walk this summer. There's no guarantee he's going to stay with the, the Clippers. They offer him no big contract, and that, that stadium is about to open next year. That's another reason why I think that James Harden will, even if he doesn't get traded to the Clippers, he'll probably go there next year because they need 
a star uh, to open that building with. I'm thinking the Clippers are going to have to max out. If they are interested in getting James Harden, they're going to have to max out. Like, they can't afford to get rid of a Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, like any of their key pieces. They need James Harden because you can't expect to build a new culture around James Harden for the next couple of years. Not to say that he won't be around to play, but he's not the type of guy that I want to, you know, like I said, build a new basketball culture around. Like, I don't want that type of attitude and environment rubbing off on my young guys for the next couple seasons. So if you're going to pick them up, it's definitely win now. And if you get rid of one of those guys that you already have in position, I definitely don't see it making a, a, a impact for the Clippers. But, you know, like I said, they have been shopping Paul George behind the scenes. I know Paul George was up for grabs in a possible trade to New York. Yeah, I heard about for, that. Yeah, for the Knicks. But that didn't, you know, fall quite through. So it's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, James Harden, he's MIA for the preseason. And and I, we just going to have to see how it play out for the regular season. But um, do you think he's going to play? the remainder of the season in Philly? Or do you think he's going to be gone before the year's out? Well, I'm thinking of it. The other player name was Maxi. Can't think of uh, okay. right. um, But uh, no, I think that that um, it makes sense for Philly. They, I mean, sorry, yeah, Philly's going to have to trade him no matter what. He has to be traded. They can't just let him walk and don't get anything for him with all those assets they gave up to get him. So they're going to have to get something for him. It's just about right now, uh, Maury's trying to maximize everything he can to get him because he's trying to save his job, and they're trying to think about a ways to keep um, Embiid happy in Philly. And uh, they make this this trade doesn't go well at all. He's definitely out. I think he's gonna be out no matter what. But he's definitely yeah, yeah, out. yeah. Like I, it does. Th- there's no way they can fix what's happening right now behind the scenes with Joel Embiid. I think it's just a matter of time before we see him find his way either to New York or Miami. Like I think. What's done is done when we talk about the relationship of MB and Philly. Because even if you didn't have this issue with personnel and GM with Daryl Morey and James Harden, Philly still wouldn't be favorites to win no damn championship. Now, especially since Dame is now over there joining Giannis, it's an even, you know, tougher or difficult road for the 76ers. So I definitely expect. Joel Embiid to follow suit and possibly demand a trade before it's all said and done with. But, um, you know, I don't blame Daryl Morey for holding out and making sure that the decision that's being made is best for the team. Because let's be honest, bro, James Harden was just too disrespectful. Why give him anything? Well, you know, on paper, Philly could, you know, be a championship contender. It's just that um, as you say, the culture there is not good with James Harden there. It was reports that he he was trying to be the number one. That was the beef he had with, um, what's his name, the coach. Um, they got fired, uh, uh, Doc. He wanted to be given more touches, more than Embiid, and that was the beef. He wanted to go back to Houston, James Harden. Do you agree or disagree with that uh, sentiment, though? Yeah, to put him back to Houston, James Harden? No, give him, but give, yeah, or, yeah, or give him more, give him more touches at least. No, he, it's Embiid's team, and he shouldn't want to be Houston James Harden. You got a great player. That was the problem he had in Houston. He didn't, he didn't let uh, Dwight Howard really get off. He was having issues with Chris Paul. He even had issues with um, Russell Westbrook. But Hank, he had his best playing years in Houston. He won the MVP of the season of the league in Houston. He did. And, I had an argument with the guys, I think, um, what, just a couple of uh, a couple of days ago about this very topic. When you talk about James Harden, a lot of people feel like he fell off. And I was saying that when he went to Brooklyn to play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, he really took this role of being a facilitator. You saw his assist numbers right. went up tremendously. And he really became more of a a facilitator than that score first type of guy that we saw in Houston. And for the most part, we have been complaining about James Harden from the time he went to Brooklyn up until now. And I'm feeling like even though generally expanding your game is good, you know, opening up your game now that you bring in the assist 
element to your game, I think that's good for any other player. But James Harden, he needs to be that score first Houston Rockets guy in order for him to be who we think he can be. I just don't think that he can switch his game up and we're still ever going to look at him as one of the greatest to play because he's like top 75 according to uh you know the, the the voters so i don't know yeah i mean we've seen him we know his greatness he's proved it he probably should have had two mvps is is debatable um the beef he had with Giannis, but it didn't get him anywhere it didn't get him it didn't get him to the finals that's true and um the time he got to the finals he played a role that was in what okc if he plays the role right and you got great talent, he can win. They'd, uh, they would have won, I'm sure, in Brooklyn had he not got hurt and Kyrie didn't get hurt. I believe they would have won uh, that year or at least been in the finals. If they didn't They'd have had a chance. They'd have had a chance. They had, they had a great chance. Uh, they was they were smoking um, Milwaukee. But he played a role. He, you know, uh, being that you don't have to. They were talking about, I forgot which podcast it was. We're talking about, you know, in order to win, you have to play a role. That's the only way you're going to win a champion. There were some champions talking about that. If you don't play a role, you're not going to win. You're just being, and you should want to um, have your, you know, prior, what is it, you know, priorities or filtered out to other guys so you don't have to take all the shots. Well, 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 well to- they need to send that message over there to uh, San Francisco to Golden State and, and tell it to Chris Paul. Chris Paul. See, he- <laughs> See if he's going to buy into coming off of that bench in order to win a championship. Because I promise you, bro, they're going to have a problem sooner than later with the Warriors when we talk about this lineup, bro. I'm not sold that Steve Kerr is going to be able to get that thing together. Uh, Speaking of Golden State, bro, Clay Thompson. Golden State has not um, accepted the extension. Those guys are nowhere close to his contract. And Clay Thompson could actually be a unrestricted free agent this summer. And I know some people feel like Clay Thompson is kind of washed up and, and, and fell off. What do you, what do you think the future holds for Clay Thompson? Do you see the Warriors letting him go after this season? Win or lose? Well, if you've seen the uh, ESPN, um, was it first take? I believe he was on uh, Bob Myers was on there. Um, one of the shows, one of the basketball shows. He said, that's one of the reasons why he stepped down was because of Clay. Um, he wants he he wanted to keep everything together, and it seems like the organization may not uh, want to do that. Um, and uh, especially with the asking price, maybe uh, that maybe he was asking. But I've heard in other, um, well, I've heard on different um, podcasts, and, and of course, I've read some. They're saying that you know Clay is willing to back off of that max money and try to work it in the budget to stay in Golden State. So, he and we had no choice because the NBA doesn't pay generally off of what you've done. They pay you off of what they project you to do. And Clay Thompson, as good as a two-way player that he's been in the past before the injury, will never, ever get to see that type of um, um, impact again from him. And, you know, he still have his moments. I know he had a big game six last season, I think, in the finals. And. You know, he can no one really can get hotter than Clay Thompson. I'll give that to you. But he's never in his career been proven to be able to carry a team. He's never had to be. So now you're dealing with that that unknown factor and then the injuries and then the inconsistency. And then he's not the same player on both ends of the basketball court. I don't see why Golden State would max out with this kid unless they win again. And he's just that much of a, a, a pivotal role in them winning the championship again. I could definitely see them getting uh partners with Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I would I would you know if I'm Golden State, you know, business is business. Um I will give him, you know, I, I do believe in loyalty. I do believe in paying guys for loyalty. And I also believe in trying to, you know, keep that that championship filling together. But you can only give them the maximum amount of dollars that's right to keep your future intact. You know, so that you can keep on trying to win future championships yep. and bring on better talent to help the team. Is he a top five shooting guard? I mean, it's kind of hard. To, I'm trying to think of the other shooting guards currently 
in the NBA right now. Yeah. Is he top five? At one point, you know he was. He was up there, up top that list. I mean, who is the, the shooting guard right now? There's so so much positionless basketball. Right. Um, who we got? What is it? Uh, the Donovan Mitchell. Right. We consider him a shooting guard. Yeah, yeah. Most I, I would say Donovan's over him. Um, shoot, his own teammate is it's, almost a shooting guard. Um, you think you're trying to see who else? Um. PG, PG shooting guard, yeah. When healthy, I believe he's better than better than than Clay. Um, Devin Booker, Devin Booker, oh yes, Devin Booker, that's for sure. Um, Is Shea? What about Shea? Shea, uh, Shea Gilders Alexandra. That's you know a lot of people. They are really putting a lot of respect on this kid's name this season. Like you know, I I think it was ESPN. They had him ranked over LeBron and AD. I think they had him ranked number eight. Well, you know, we know that you know they got to start building for the future, uh, some future names, and um, you know they they're putting a lot on him. They're trying to push him up to live up to that to live up to that top ten. He's going to have to do it this season. But I, I felt like it's a little bit premature to be on the top ten, and your team didn't even make the playoffs last year. But and it, then know, I, we know his talent is is awesome. And I like the upside for Oklahoma City, but I yeah. feel like if they win, it's going to be a, a a team effort. It's not going to be them being carried by Shea Gilders Alexandra. I don't. I'm not sold that he's one of those type of players that can carry that team um, into you know, May and April, May and June. Like, I don't see that right now from him. But collectively, I could see those guys being a Cinderella team and making some noise in the postseason. So, you know, I'll put some respect on OKC's name. But like you said, for so much to be unproven, they definitely putting him up there, uh, you know, trying to generate that new buzz of NBA uh, superstars. So I, I get it. I definitely get it. But getting back to Clay Thompson, um, do you think because he always got something to say about the Lakers like he he his father played with the Lakers he's from yeah. that area but he always got something to say about the Lakers however do you think the Lakers could use him obviously shooting his, his shooting um, it's not a problem it's, um you know, he showed that that he can still shoot the ball. It's just, can they afford him? And what roster spot are they going to give up to bring him? I mean, you're looking at the first half of this season not working for the Lakers. I don't think that there's a guard. Like, if it doesn't work at all, Austin Reeves, I think, is safe. I don't think, even though D'Angelo Russell played the best in this preseason, in my opinion, I don't think his job is safe throughout these 82 games if the Lakers don't play well, if, you know, if he's not showing some some type of good leadership facilitating-wise. So I think all the guards, Cam, is Cam Reddish, we consider him a guard, or is he more of a small forward? He's um, a hybrid. Uh, I, would, I, I consider him more of a shooting guard, but I know he's he's so tall and lengthy, he's probably – in that in that forward guard position, you know, you got um, Jalen Hood, Safino, you got Gabe Vincent. Like none of the guards to the Lakers, in my opinion, are, are untouchable. So I really could see Clay Thompson helping. Yeah, from from a shooting aspect, maybe why not? He can. And uh, speaking of reddish, man, I, I was thinking about him earlier today, man. I really, I really root for him to do is. I think this might be one of his last stops. Uh, really before they try to like get him out the league he's been in a few stops now and he was he was uh recruited or as being a better player than zion and rj barrett coming out of high school and going into college so uh he had the skill set and something i don't know what happened but you know i'm hoping that he you know he fixes himself this year to at least he could stay in the league um and of course help the lakers and help lebron push towards that fifth championship I think we'll learn a lot from Cam Reddish. You know, playing with LeBron James, even if you're not the greatest skilled of a player, LeBron definitely brings the best out of guys. You know, guys want to win. Guys want to play for LeBron. Guys want to win for LeBron James. Like, we've seen it at every destination. We've seen role players 
who doesn't who don't do anything anywhere else before or after playing with LeBron, when they lock in with King James, their talent gets maximized. So, you know, with the Lakers being a defensive oriented team, defensive minded team, Darvin Ham being a defensive uh minded head coach, you know, Cam Reddish, I I would hope that he definitely finds his um spot. Yeah. in the Lakers long term, you know, because he's young and the Lakers need as much youth as they can get. Like we can't sit up there and play like the guys that they have at the top of the food chain is going to be around for a long time. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of evaluating, I think early on, on how valuable these guys are going to be um, to the Lakers. Now I, I saw in the reports kind of getting switching gears. I wanted to talk with you about Carmelo Anthony, get your reaction to this. Because Kion Anthony, his son, said he asked his father, Carmelo, about rumors that Carmelo will be coming out of retirement to um, play in the 2024 Olympics in Paris. And Carmelo Anthony responded he got a couple of months to actually see. Do you think Melo would actually come out of retirement to play in the Olympics? Should he be um, eligible to play? Yeah, we're I mean, talking about the greatest. We're talking about the arguably the greatest Olympian, right? Right, the greatest Olympian. Um, for basketball, yeah. I mean, if they, if they really, they really gonna give him a spot and they really want him to help, why not? Um, I'm sure he can still play. We know he can still play in the league. It's politics involved in that. The reason why he's not playing, he still got a few few more. Plus, he had that with almost two seasons off. His legs should be real great, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean to to wrap it up, that'd be a great wrap to his career. Coming here, help the team. I don't know what they would call it, the redeem team too. Um, you know, he come in here, help them get that gold medal. You know that shit ain't happening, Hank. <laughs> I don't think it's you happening. know they not gonna allow that boy to come back. Like, first of all, they don't need him. Like the. Like, even though we kind of sucked in the FIBA tournament, we didn't have our best product out there. If yeah, we, we put our best product on the floor, we don't need Carmelo Anthony to get the gold medal. You understand? That's number one. Number two, you you said it yourself. Like, the roller coaster um, ride that he had towards the end of his career as far as being welcome and feeling wanted, what's his value so much that they need to bring him out of retirement to represent the United States when they wouldn't even put him on a, in an NBA team in uniform. Unless there's some type of, um, you know, that's their, their way of extending a, uh, I'm sorry to you. Um, you know, the NBA saying, Hey, I'm sorry for you, you know, give him a nice little send off into retirement, but he ain't graded. I don't, he's not, he doesn't, I don't, and Melo's my man. He's from Baltimore. He, he's from here, Baltimore. But he hasn't, in my opinion, he hasn't done anything to warrant that. He's not a Kobe. He's not a Michael. He's not a LeBron. He doesn't have any hardware. He right. hasn't won any Larry O'Brien trophy. So it's like the NBA really don't owe him anything, even though a lot feel like he got mistreated. He got an opportunity to play with LeBron and the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? And just couldn't get it done. So he got, he got his chances. But you know, I just don't see the NBA bowing down, bringing him back. The only way I think this could happen is if LeBron James and them step in and, and kind of force the hand. Like, look, you know, we yeah. want this guy. We need, you know what I mean? If they play that type of uh, position, which is possible, you know how close they are. But if if LeBron and them don't get involved, Carmelo ass going to be watching them Olympics with you and me. You better believe right. that. Well, he gonna be uh he been you know during those world games he was a lot of those games and stuff I seen him uh supporting the team um yeah maybe they'll bring him in as some type of you know ambassador like my guy Grant Hill he's part of the uh, USA team uh, maybe they'll do no, something Mello like that want hoop, yo. Mello want a hoop yo Mello want a hoop Mello want to win yeah Mello <laughs> wants to win you know any type of because he need accolades Mello needs hardware as much as he can get to have such a great career. And you know, not really be able to win a championship, man. Been... I, I always feel bad because you know, uh, he should have been drafted by my Pistons. Carmelo, if he'd have went there, man. He would have had a great career. They probably, you know, we won a championship. So the next year, 
when he was supposed to be drafted. So it would have been great to see him, you know, have that career with the Pistons. You know, you think you had Ben Wallace, you had Chauncey Billups, you had Rashid. Man. They would have been they they would have been crazy. Chayshawn Prince. But I don't think those guys would have been around because that's like the, towards the tail end of some of those guys' career, right? No, that was the beginning. Well, it was in the middle. You're talking because you talk, we're talking like 2011, right? When when he could have went to Miami. Got, oh, you're talking back then when he got drafted. Okay, okay. 2002, okay. 2003, right? The next year they won the championship. Got you. So, um, you know, they had they already had um, Ben and Chauncey. They would have drafted him. And they traded for Sheed that next year, and they went to the championship. And the Eastern Conference was still weak, so yeah, they they would have had an opportunity to build something special there. Yeah, they've been they've been, they've been in our favorite players' way. Damn, if he if that would happen, yeah, it would have been tough for LeBron. But it well, it would have been tougher. But we watched what LeBron did to Detroit, so yeah. But also, people forget Ben wasn't on that team. He left. Oh, really? Ben Wallace? That was the year Ben left. They they didn't want to pay him the money. Sort of like what Clay Thompson's going through. They didn't want to pay him the money because of certain, you know, he wasn't a good shooter. You know, everybody knows that. They didn't want to pay him the top, top, top dollar, but Chicago gave him the money. So that anchor of the defense was gone. Crazy, bro. Crazy. Um, what team do you think Hank got the brightest future? Out of the Boston Celtics, the Denver Nuggets, or the Oklahoma City Thunder, which team got the brightest future to you? Boston Celtics, Oklahoma City. What's the other team? And the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I got some more teams. I got five teams. The Celtics, the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Grizzlies, and the Warriors. Which one of those five teams got the brightest future to you? The brightest future. I feel like it's Denver. I don't know. They about to break that up. You think the so? Salary's going. The salary's going to get them. But that they new, might. Get, they CBA. might can get one. They might can get one more. Right. They're gonna have to do it this year. I think this year. You think about it, man. They've got four guys that can start um, and be a franchise player on any team. To be honest with you, uh, Jamal, Jokic, Gordon, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. They about to bust that up with that new CBA. But I don't see like if Denver wins another championship, that'd be two in a row, right? Mm-hmm. And um th- they'll be like the fifth team in NBA history to ever win back-to-back championships on their first two trips to the finals. But um, I don't see the Thunder, the Celtics, the Warriors, or the Grizzlies m- winning multiple championships anytime soon. Right. Um, if we say the future, you're talking about in the next five years? Hypothetically. Yeah. I would I would put it towards I don't know. I think Boston on their last leg too. I think it's probably OKC. <laughs> OKC. Golden State on they're gonna be on their last leg. They're gonna have to break they already started breaking up their stuff with the we already talked about Clay. He's probably gone. They traded Wiseman. That was a salary cap move. You know that, right? They traded him to Detroit. Yeah. That was a salary cap move. They didn't want to pay the luxury tax. But with OKC, I feel like from a vantage point of them being a better team than before, yeah, they'll do that. But I don't know if they can beat these best teams in the Western Conference in the seven-game series. Those guys, to me, aren't proven enough to do that. So right. when I think about OKC, I just have expectations of them being better as a as a franchise as an organization than last year than you know or years in the past being a a liable threat you know i don't want to take nothing away from their potential of of maybe being a a shocker in the postseason now that we got the play-in tournament and stuff like that but i don't see okc right now being able to beat denver in a seven game series phoenix in a seven game series the lakers or the clippers in a seven game series i don't think they built for that we're back to baby thunder days, uh, just like Kevin Durant. Now this is baby thunder too. 
But with um, potential though. But but potential. with potential though. Yeah. So with I like potential. it. But remember, it took them a few years to get it together. When they, I think they were still in Seattle at the time, and then they went moved to OKC, mm-hmm. and they they built it up, and they finally started winning, getting on that roll. I think they're going to be similar. But you mentioned the Grizzlies. Now that I think about it, I think the Grizzlies in the next five years, as long as your boy do what he's supposed to do, um, Morant. John Morant. Yeah, they got a nice squad. They got a nice squad. They put um, He's going to have something to prove this year, too. Um, the trader from Boston. Um, Marcus yep, he's there. And they've got uh, mother Desmond Bain. Um, they got the anchor of defense, my man Tall Fella, uh, Stephen Adams. He's still pretty uh he's not he's not super old. He, he'll be around for a while. And uh, of course, uh defensive player of the year. Uh they got two defensive the last two defensive players of the year, Jaron Jackson. So they got a nice squad, man. They gotta put it together, they gotta be disciplined. Play as a team, and yeah, their future is bright, very, very bright in the last, next five years. I think the baby thunder is going to be a thorn in their side once they finally develop. I'm going to keep it real, and he did it last year. I can't remember the head coach's name of the Memphis Grizzlies, but I expect that team to have two seasons in one next year. And we saw when John Moran had got suspended, when he had went out, how Memphis made the adjustments, the necessary adjust- adjustments, and they were still winning games. Um, I thought their coach did a fairly good job last season of that. He's definitely, without a shout of a doubt, going to have to deal with two types of seasons in one. Because let's say, hypothetically, Marcus Smart get off to a great start helping these guys. and Because Ja's gone for like 20 to 30 games. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So Marcus Smart could get real comfortable. That offense could get very comfortable with Marcus Smart. And then when John Moran comes back, now you have to revamp everything and you and people are going to have to buy in to the adjustment. Because no matter how good Marcus Smart is playing for Memphis, you can't afford to still sit John Moran. They, Memphis could be fucking undefeated when John Moran come back and you still got to start John Moran. So, gotcha. you know, his... His spot is solidified, and I'm going to be interested to see how this coach handles this adjustment and these attitudes with these players in that second part of the season when John Moran come back because that's going to be so key, bro. Yeah. Um, Marcus will adjust to an extent, but I know he's he's still got so much life left. He got an attitude, him. bro. Yeah, yeah, he do, he do. But I think that he'll he'll tough it out. Maybe he's another trade piece. Uh, they did what they had to do to bolster the roster because they knew about the suspension. Maybe they will trade him midseason or, of course, at the end of next season. Because obviously this that season, can, rather. That can make sense. I, I, that makes sense. Now, what is Memphis? Like, how many pieces are Memphis away from making a major move like you're talking about trade bait like let's just throw a name out there like a James Harden for example let's say Daryl Morey got a deal done with Memphis sent James Harden out to Memphis for um Marcus Smart and maybe a couple other players for example does the Ja James Harden experience help Memphis could that actually work with John Jackson Jr.? I would stay so far away from James Harden. Really? Let him go to L.A. Because <laughs> he's going to get his money uh, in L.A. Um, and he, he that's home to him anyway. That's his, I think he's from L.A. But I, I don't see it. He's, his attitude, um, and if he doesn't get his way, and you know when he, if he gets traded that he's going to want to be the man. You're not the that's man. True. It's going to be John Moran's team. So you, they would have to uh, – I would rather get Paul George there than – James Harden. He's walking. He's walking. Paul George's Paul George's is um and and Paul George is willing to play that role. He doesn't have to be the number one. He said it. Yeah. He's always he bought in since 2019 when he joined. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, he wasn't even like that in OKC with Russell Westbrook. You know, he bought into playing with Russell and Carmelo Anthony. He went right in and bought in with playing with Kawhi. So, you know, PG is a team player. Yeah. I don't no, know why the Clippers trying to get rid of him. 
Well, remember, when he played with OKC, that was his MVP year. Remember, he was up for MVP that year. He played real well with Westbrook. That's why they yeah. got along really well. Of course, Dame ruined it for him, but um, you know he was he was uh, in an MVP conversation. But uh, in his on his podcast, he said you know once he got there with Kawhi, he knew Kawhi was the better player, and he had he had been on enough teams now where he just felt like he couldn't carry it himself. So being a number two wouldn't be a bad thing. What some what if somebody like what about a Zach Levine joining John Morant? In, in Memphis because for you he could be moved in Chicago if they get off to a slow start because of his contract. That's that's a great and you Marcus Smart that would be almost an even trade. I don't know how the money matches, but as far as you got a defensive player of the year, he's a tough you know tough minded at Chicago. That's they got that tough minded mindedness there, the Windy City. Um, but um, you know him and yeah, that would be nice. And he's a high flyer. You see them doing oops to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Not very, very nice. He just got to stay healthy um, on the floor. They definitely have to find a way to find a back, nice, solid backup. But that would be nice for the future. He's still pretty young. And uh, him and Jock can go, you know, push for championships together. Yep. That's a fact. Last thing that I got, bro, this Tuesday, opening night, we got the Lakers and the Nets. I mean, the Nets, the Lakers and the Nuggets ring ceremony game, um, 7 to 7.30 on ESPN. What's your expectations? What you expect to see in this first game, bro, with Denver and L.A.? How's it going to play out? Well, I'm, I'm hoping to see all players on deck, on the floor. I've seen uh, A.D. talk about it. I've seen uh, was it Reeves talk about it. They're a little salty about you know, what Denver was doing the whole summer, talking about the Lakers and keep mentioning them. And now they're, they're they, you know, Mike Malone acting like, you know, they forgot about it or whatever. Well, the Lakers didn't. So hopefully they come out with a lot of energy and everybody just goes out there and try to, you know, put it on them on their ring night. I saw, because we talked before here on the show about Anthony Davis saying that, you know, they remember what happened last season and, and they pretty much got Denver targeted. And and I was saying how I, I don't really know if that's a good idea for the Lakers to be so focused on one team. We saw the Clippers, when they came together with Kawhi and Paul George, they built their team to beat the Lakers, not right. the NBA, and they wound up losing. And I'm like, you know, the Lakers shouldn't be really doing that, focusing on Denver. They need to focus and build their team around winning, you know, versus the NBA. And LeBron James earlier today, he had um, mentioned that, you know, he's not motivated by Denver at all as far as, um, you know, opponents or, or inspiration and stuff like that. So. You know, it, it, it is going to be interesting, bro. BA in the building. Salute, my G. What's up, family? What's up? Hey, salute, fellas. Salute, fellas. My bad, man. I'm uh, y'all know I'm on the road. I'm moving, but I was like, man, I got to come know, up sorry. here and salute my people. Yeah. Right, I also want to say, man, James Harden is the A. James Harden is the real MVP. He's the real MVP. Bro. This is how you manipulate a system and still get paid. Salute to him. <laughs> and, and you know what's crazy, bro? Is Jane, do you think money matters more than anything else? Because you absolutely right, BA. This is a perfect way to manipulate and still get your money, but he's not going to land where he wants to land. Let's be real. Daryl Moore and them not going to put him in that destination, I don't think, of LA unless they get something special for him. Thanks. Uh, I with James Harden has made so much money in his career. Like he's made what over three hundred million dollars, I believe, overall. Yeah. So right now with him, I think it's uh it's somebody that's just setting their ways, and he trying to. I think he's trying to. I think he's still. It's still about money to him, man. He still wants to get paid. I don't think he care about where he really want to go now. I think it's like just pay me. The promise for for him was the pay or whatnot, but it's where he wanted to be. But I think he's still, I think he's still trying to squeeze every little bit of change that he can get out the NBA for whatever endeavors he's gonna have going towards the future. No, That's you already I mean. know what he's using that money on. He already got his jersey retired there. 
Do you believe? Do you believe in the the whole personal issue story? That's the reason why he's been a no show in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, I, I do believe that. I believe that it is. Uh, it, it's uh, it's it's personal to him because of the relationship that he did have with the person that did help him create to, to help create him to become a star. And if um, you know, when you do business with people that you are that you are really friends with that you go a bond with and you do certain type of businesses a business with this uh with these individuals and when you promise something you expect something out of it and when you don't get that promise with something that you think uh, like man forget this business man these are hey man i believe in you i put everything man i promise hey this is my guy and that doesn't come to that doesn't come to pass you're gonna feel a certain type of way and that's what's going on with him right now at this moment yeah, especially when you're dealing with a guy who you had a relationship with before. You know, him and Daryl Morey in Houston was like this. Yeah, because he let him do whatever he wanted to do. Yep. All part access. Of, part of the reason I think him and Russell uh, fell out. Um, that yeah. Year. Hey, Chris Paul, uh, Dwight Howard, everybody that went there that were stars that could have helped them potentially when they were in Houston were so tired of him. Like everybody that went there, true. I mean, if y'all, if 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 everybody could remember, he's been given a bunch of cast members who could have got him to that next level in Houston. It never worked yeah. out, and he was the only remaining factor why everybody else ran. And remember, when he was there, they brought in uh, a busted up John Wall, and they brought in uh, Demarcus Cousins as well to help him, just to see what was going on. And both of them wouldn't couldn't even stand him. So I didn't, I didn't realize, I didn't realize fellas that Lonzo ball, he's about to turn 26 years old. He hasn't played a basketball since he was 22. That don't seem right. He said what? Uh, Lonzo ball. No, he played, he played the year before last. He played in Chicago. It was also a great start too. Yeah. That's what I, I I don't, where this coming from? He missed all of last season, but the season before that, he played. He played half of that season, I believe. Because they were the Bulls were on fire yeah. when they had Lonzo. He was playing very, very well. And then when he got hurt, that's when they kind of just went into oblivion and he hasn't been back on the court. But he played with Chicago, yeah, about a, a half I, I a season. I was about to say, okay, okay. Yeah, I was about to, I'm yeah. tripping. Like, where did this post come from? All right. Um, Damn, bro, like, that's really all the hell I had. I see my boy LeBron, now that Iggy retired, LeBron James is officially the oldest player in the damn NBA. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to Iggy, man. Great career, great career. Hey, Iggy about to make more money off the court than he did on the court with his tech industry. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. You better believe that. He definitely going to be a high priority. I um, I see Gilbert Arenas. Uh, and Dream is Pro going at it again. I see, I see something on live. I, I didn't see it. What happened? I didn't, I didn't know what happened. I just I meant to take take a look at it. Yeah. You know, just another breakdown reaction video. I didn't get to see all of it. Um, what do y'all fellas think the yeah. end game is when we talk about Gilbert and Dream is Pro? Should we get like a one on one debate or should we just keep getting like content back and <laughs> forth? Like, how you think this is going to play out for real? What did what did my guy Flavor Flav tell us way back in the late eighties, early nineties? He said, "Don't believe the hype." <laughs> That's what he said, right? Mm. It's smoke and mirrors behind the scenes. It's business being done to take something to another level than what it is. Especially by bringing a player like Gilbert Arenas up into the fold, who has. I don't know if y'all been watching Gil's Arena. Gil's Arena has been fire the last like. Couple oh, of months. It, 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 oh, yeah. it's, it's off the charts. It's off the charts. And that, that episode with Patrick Beverly, that was yes. a classic. Like that's that's really just got me sold on that show. But is I'm Bro. saying this. Let me ask you this though. Is something wrong with that? Let's say, for example, um Charles Dreamers Pro was he 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 invested into his into this situation or he bought into this situation, you know, to help his brand. Is that a bad thing? 
No, it's not. This is how this is how a lot of people come up. But believe it or not, they shake it, they shake each other's hands off off camera and then on camera, they talk crazy and go crazy, and then it benefits one particular party. It doesn't really benefit Gilbert Arenas because he already who he is and he already millions in the game. But if you have a business opportunity or if you got some bread or whatever that you can put them on behind the scenes with something, hey, get it popping. Let me get you. Hey, let me, let me, let me build you up. Let me build you up. I might, we might see Dreamers Pro. He might get invited to Gil's Arena one day. Yeah. Right. That's that, that's right. what I was thinking too. Maybe Gil's throwing him a bone. I said that when we talked about it last time. Maybe he's throwing him a bone to see what he do with it. He already, I think he got some more subscribers out of it already. So yeah, Gil's or Gil's attention. It's not a bad thing. Now, if he was a really, you know, talker talking trash, then this would be even more dynamic. You know, yeah, it's it's different. It's different from like um, it's different from the Kwame Brown situation. If y'all remember, with right, Gilbert, right. it got personal. Things were said. This that this that. People they really weren't laughing. Both of them really were talking about fighting and all this other crazy nonsense. This Dreamers Pro thing, this is strictly words. Both of them laughing at each other. Well, VA, we content creators, bro. And, you know, we re we respect the business side of that whole um, type of uh, elemental relationship. But do you still respect the content if it's scripted, if it's premeditated, if this is all an agenda, storyline? Do you respect the content, though? As a as a as a fan and as a viewer, it is I respect the entertainment. Yeah, because it's when once they start breaking down, if they going back at each other, it's all entertainment. But once they both get back into their bags, their normal bags of breaking down the X and O's of the game and bringing up yeah. stories and going into the stories, that's what we that's what they trying to draw you into to see that part of them because. They both are pretty dope. I like Dreamers Pro. I know a lot of people don't, but I like them. I, I like, I mean, like, you know, it's just like any real type of blogger or, or, or personality, especially like on social media, you shouldn't be agreeing with everything they say. Like, that's just the whole point of debates <laughs> and having conversations. But his setup, his brand, like everything has been spot on. I like the way he, he, he got his platform. And I think, um, you know, whether he lose an argument with Gil or, or whether he wins one, like you said, it's just a major alley-oop, you know, yeah. right now. Like, even if Gil never invites him on the show, Gil has put enough light on this kid, you know, respectfully that, you know, he can run with it. And I'm pretty sure he gained a nice little more following in the last week or two. Yeah. It's a, think about it, you the, the, the dope part about cross-branding, like like what's happening now, especially for a, a person like Dreamers Pro, um, is now you're getting a whole, you're getting a whole, you're getting a whole, di a whole audience, a genre of audience that you, that didn't pay attention to you because they probably thought you were too soft or that you were compromised or whatever, or that you are a LeBron hater and whatever, because he is a LeBron hater too. But yeah, I done this year. The, yeah, but at the same time, that's why that's that's where our connection is because we both. <laughs> but with that being said, uh, you bring it in a whole dynamic for a whole new audience of people that's going that's going to share your content and uh, and grow your brand. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I knew of him before. I knew about the beef he had with which I get to his name. Rashid. Yeah, Rashid. Uh, but um. <laughs> That's why I was shocked when you dropped it in the chat. Like, okay, dang, he going at Dreamers Pro. Let's see what's happening. Me too. I was I was just as shocked when it popped up on my timeline because I uh, Dreamers Pro has been talking about Gilbert Arenas the last couple of years. Because I been, I know I've been watching him since he had about thirty some thousand subscribers. Now he's on his way to two hundred thousand. So I've been really? watching him for a minute. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching him for a minute, man. He's been is man the setup and everything has been has been dope, bro. He's been dope to me. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I haven't heard it. I heard of him like earlier this year is when I really first started tapping in and heard of Dreamers Pro. And, and I, I kind of got intrigued by the title of his videos. He got some intriguing titles and, you know, his thumbnails, yeah. his presentation is marketed is, is spot on. So that's what got me what, you know, sold on him. Yeah, he, he's one of those. Uh, he's one of those guys, man. He, he's one of those guys I've been watching for 
like I said, the last couple of years I've been watching him, just like Jimmy High Roller and all the other ones that uh that have their big channels. Yeah, when they, Jimmy High Roller, the the shock value, it's the, it's the shock value of the thumbnails, bro, and and how they name their videos is so it's 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 dope. But bro, both of y'all like. Isn't this shit risky though? Like when you are going back and forth with someone that like a Gil with arenas who knows the game of basketball like the back of his hand, who got time on his hands to play types of games on social media, who embraces that. And if and if Gilbert is able to pick apart your stories and pick put holes in your story, isn't that risky? Like you could lose all the credibility that you have on your platform because you now have a professional basically saying, man, everything this dude has been telling y'all and his delivery has been all cap and all inaccurate. I think it's risky. Nah, it's it's only risky if you are if you are a newcomer. But you gotta understand, um it's a you have when you come up in the when you come up in the game of whatever type of genre, especially on YouTube, it is the you know, you have your your hardcore base fans that are gonna rock with you no matter what. Regardless, and then that will continue to grow through time, built off of strictly consistency. Similar similar to uh, the PC channel, right? Similar to the P PC, right? And salute to them and salute the Laker leg because that's my favorite show on PC, by the way. But anyway, uh, with that with that being said, like you got so many different dynamic uh, conversations of people. And then you had some people outside of PC that criticized PC. Uh, you had basketball players like Kevin Durant criticized PC and things of that nature. And mm -hmm. all that did was bring pulled them back up. Why? Because of their because of their hardcore fan base. That core right. base, should I say, the fans? And, and he he threw some shine on PC that one time too. With um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he did. Got into it. Low. Jason Williams had a show on Players Choice. Um, White Chocolate. I seen him. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. had his own. He had his yeah. own show on Players Choice. Shaq, Shaq was on there too. Shaq was yeah. on there too. Yeah, uh, right. Chill, Chill Town was on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That too. I he was on. He was on. He was on there. So. Yeah. That that core, bro, is all about that core following, and that core following is based off of consistency. As long as you don't change and change to the point where you are, where where you compromise yourself to being super fake, and you just remain you, and you built that through consistency, man. No matter who tries to come debate you or anything, you you've been here, you've been here, and your fans know that you've been not fans, but your supporters know that you've been here, and they gonna rock with you. Do y'all want to see a one-on-one -on -one debate with Gilbert and and Dreamers Pro? I say it'd be big for content creators, not just for for um, Dreamers Pro himself. As long as he don't go in, go in there and embarrass himself, and I don't think he will. He's he's uh, from the last video I seen. He was respectful. Would he accept the challenge, bro? Do you think he would accept the challenge? Like if they if we had like a, a some even third party that would be willing to host and moderate this whole setup situation? Do you think Charles would would accept the challenge to debate Gilbert Arenas live yeah, in front of the American public? He yeah. asked him. He asked him to come on the show on his own yeah. show. He would. He oh, would. I know, uh, uh, Dreamer. Yeah, but you know you can, you can you can quarterback when you got your own show. You can quarterback and manipulate sure. how you want. Be you know this. You know what I'm saying? Like you, at the end of the day, you can spin your show however you want, no matter who you got on there. But when you don't have no control, it's a whole different type of environment. Like uh, you can get exposed. I, I rocks with Dreamers Pro. I rocks with Chuck. I rocks with Chuck, but Chuck don't want that smoke though. You know what? That, that smoke with Gil. He don't really but want that smoke with don't duck the hey, no, I, I hope he don't because he the way that he he seems like a guy that needs to be in a controlled environment in order to do something like that. He can't go in. I don't I, he doesn't strike me as a guy Being through the years a couple years. Yeah, to, to be on a panel like like what's a, what's my guy name? What's my guy named? He ain't like Ticket TV. Ticket, Ticket TV. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I don't know about y'all. I've been rocking with Ticket for three or four years. I've been rocking with Ticket yeah. for a minute. But Ticket can go into pure chaos. Don't know. Yeah, nobody on the panel. Oh, yeah. That would be crazy. Exactly. Did you see him call, what's his name? Uh, Whitlock. Did you see him call his show and went off on him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw that. Did you see, did you see him, and, uh, him and Jason Williams? 
him and him and white yeah. chocolate. You nah, don't go to crap. Right. Yo, they yeah, went take crazy. It, take it his box office, bro. Take it his box office. Shout out to my PC fam. Um, but yeah, man, you 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 is is I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing, bro. I'm liking what I'm seeing. And you know, Gilbert, even though it's an alley you being given indirectly, Gilbert can't say that he made Dreamers Pro or he helped Dreamers Pro back to so much because this dude has built his own platform, you know. Right. So that's another respectable thing. But I would love to see a, a, a real organized, structured type of show or debate with those guys, you know, just to see how he would, you know, match up. And I don't expect him to know more than um, no. Gilbert Arenas when we talk about the game. I mean, I think that's ludicrous. But just to see him not duck the smoke and maybe get a, a round or two in, I, I think it'd be decent. Shit, go for what you know. But you know what? You know, I don't think Gilbert would have went at some random platform. He wouldn't come. That's a fact. Yeah, he, he went at a platform that had a nice following. That he respects, you know, and it does help him too. Content is content, you know. He has yeah. so many. He has a few shows. He got the Gill No Chill Gill and Gill's Arena and all this other stuff. He got yeah, the, the Fubo, the Fubo uh, show that he got too. Yeah. yeah. So he's putting together a lot of content. He went after somebody that got a decent following. But yeah, but Gill, but Gill said this one thing to um, when they first started going back and forth on the first video. Um, he was like, man. One thing I can say, this guy might not, this this Dreamers Pro might not know what he's talking about, but his setup, his calmness, et cetera. He's like, man, I like that, man. And that's something he, he said. Out of, he said he's Gil, Gil said it out of his own mouth. He's like, man, I I can use some of this stuff to to help me on my on my individual journey doing this, which is yeah. big time. Yeah, That's he did. He did say that. I mean, he supported his uh, <laughs> his uh, brand deal too. He played. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> That's how I know. One more topic for y'all, fellas. One more topic before you um before we step out of here. I'm seeing a little bit of trouble in Milwaukee. I need you. I, my wings, ba. My wings. Uh, Just get ready, because I see trouble in Milwaukee already. What's his name? Uh, Terry Stotts. The Assistant head coach, yeah. he left. What's yeah, what's up with that, bro? We don't know what's up with that, man. It could be personal reasons, it could be nah. anything, bro. No, nah. come on, just because a coach steps down and leaves doesn't mean that it's trouble in Milwaukee, bro. Not when you're talking about a there. coach stepping down from a team that's expected or projected to win a championship. No, bro, you don't see that. You don't see that, but we don't. But it could, but my, my point is, is it could be he could be having health issues, it could be anything, bro, that's underlying that we don't know about. So I'm not about he to jump out the window. What is he it? Took 50, a leave of absence, BA. Nah, nah, nah. 58, 58 games, right? Was it 55 or 58? I think I gotta look on my I gotta look on my calendar because I did yeah, 58, 58 games. Yeah, we gonna see. We're gonna see. <laughs> yeah, it could be it's something personal. Uh remember, um, the coach that took over for the Pistons, who played coach for the late uh the Suns last year. Um, mm -hmm. what's the name? Uh you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh 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 if you were I can't think of his name, but uh, Monty is it Monty? Monty Williams. Yeah, Monty Williams. Yeah, you know, the reason if why he wasn't the building, coaching, if you were in the burning building and got out, would you call that personal? Or you would just call that smart, right? Yeah, he already but, knows that this thing in Milwaukee is not going to work. He he's exiting stage left way uh, early. He knows this thing. He already knows this thing is not going to work. He everything. left early. But maybe, but you, but you gotta understand though. Maybe he got asthma. Maybe it wasn't burning up, right. and it was a little smoke. Everybody don't got asthma, but since he got asthma, he got to leave. Everybody can't take that smoke, right? Like I'm saying everybody can't take it. Monty Williams' wife is got got cancer or sick or something. That's the reason why he waited. So maybe it's something serious, you know. Something oh, nah. serious like that. My Monty Williams, Monty Williams' wife uh, died uh, died in a car accident with his kids. No, he got new wife. Oh, the new wife. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't know the new wife. Yo, that's why yeah. he didn't take the job with the Pistons right away. He got away. married already. He's married. Yeah, because it's been it's been about five, six. Been a five or six years since that happened. Seven years since that happened, bro. Yeah. So maybe it's something with thoughts with that. Maybe it's something really personal. 
and he just needed time away because I don't see why you would leave. I mean, they still have a good team. Um, I, I do think the defensive part is going to be a problem. You lost, you lost a key guy, but beyond that, they're they're a good team. Even even though even though uh, Brook Lopez is an amazing defender and 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 uh, and Giannis is an amazing defender too. So, yeah, they still they still got they still got two defenders in that uh, in that lineup that's gonna handle their business. And my man that came from Phoenix, I forgot what's his name. Hopefully, he can show up this year. He's a pretty good defender too. Um, um, what's his name? Cameron Payne. Play with Jimmy Butler. Uh, not uh, not Payne. He, he he wanted to be traded the whole year, and they held on to him, and finally he got out. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I gotta say this last thing because I know I know you're about to shut it down seven, but yo, shout out to uh, shout out to Steph Curry Jr. He went out there in Washington. He went out there to DC. He about to light it up. I made sure he on my fantasy team too. Shout out to him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the I don't know what the I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what the Wizards gonna do this year. But I know that they got they got a bona fide score that, that the training wheels are off. He about to go crazy. Would he just do 40 something? Yeah, 41. Yeah, 40, 41 he and 15 from the field the next game. Yeah, next game you won for 15. You won for 15. So, yeah, you right, you right. JP is gonna have DMV in the palm of his hands, bro. Facts, bro. Yeah, he's he gonna be all right. He but they ain't gonna what? Like they ain't gonna win. I I think, bro, they got a chance to make it to the playoffs to be a top eight team, so? bro. Yeah, bro. Especially with the point guard that they just got that he's starting now. Oh boy, uh, uh, tires that yeah, uh just tires, yeah, just, yeah. Now here and you, we know how efficient he was, the best backup point guard in the NBA probably the last two seasons. Now he's getting his starting chance. And I don't know if you've been seeing how he's been moving, because I've seen a couple games from him this year. He letting he making everything easy for everybody, bro. Yeah, it depends on how that defense plays, too. That's yeah, they 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 ain't gonna be able to, to they shots up, but they defense ain't play no defense last season, right? You, you said you said what, Sarah? They was one of the worst defensive teams last season. Yeah, they're gonna be one of the worst defensive teams this year, too. Yeah, they gonna be they gonna get shots up him and my man uh, Kuzma. Yeah, I like Kyle Kuzma. I, I like Kyle Kuzma though. I, I liked I liked his um, growth that I seen last season. But I'm I, looking I for him. Just... Him and Spencer Dinwiddie go at it. <laughs> crazy. Salute, salute. So y'all feel like. Uh, Washington could possibly. I mean, you got we got ten spots, BA, because you got the playing tournament. So the top ten, yeah, excuse yeah. me, teams got a chance. You think Washington really could make a top ten spot in the East? Yeah, I'm liking. Uh, I'm liking. I'm liking Washington, man. I'm liking Washington. Um, I'm I'm liking Houston too. By the way, I'm liking the Rockets. Yeah. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the Rockets right now too, man. They really more improved. than OKC. Who got the brightest future, Houston or Oklahoma City? OKC right now. OKC, they got the, mm. they got a brighter future, and I already said that because really, Chet, 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 make them. They were good without Chet, but adding Chet that changed the whole dynamic because you got this seven foot guy that that's going to be overlooked because there is another guy by the name of Wimbenyana yep. who's a little bit taller than him, but he plays Jaylen similar Green to Wimbenyana. Chet Holger. you said who? Jalen Green is better than Chet Hogan. Nah, he not. Nah, he not. Yeah, what? Yeah, his potential. His potential, possibly. Then you got Amen, got a better coach. Yeah, but I'm I'm going. But they don't. They don't got. Uh, what's my point? What's the What's my point guard name? Shea Gildress Alexander. They don't got that. They don't got that. Ain't nobody on their team. Yeah, they don't have no. They don't have nobody for him. They don't got no Shea on their squad. I like I like Fred Van Fleet and all of that. Not but enough. they got they got the, the power forward, the young power forward that they drafted uh last year. He's gonna be a stud. Uh the 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 uh the center that they got, Segan, Seguin, he gonna be as he could be a stud. Uh Jalen, uh Jalen Green, of course. Uh yeah. the dude that they just drafted, Amir, uh, I forgot his last name, but Amen, uh Amen Thompson. Amen, Thompson. Yeah, Amen, yeah, I mean Amen, Amen, yeah, the twin. He 
got the potential to be a defensive lockdown specialist. So they and they got, they got that cancer and Kevin Porter Jr. Yeah, right. they was able to up, move man. away from him. They was able to move away from him, so that's good. Yeah, you gotta worry about that going into this season. Yeah, he ain't gonna be the locker room headache. Did OKC get rid of him yet? Yep. He he free. If I'm not yeah. mistaken, he's free. Thanks. All right, fellas, Thanks. I'm about to wrap this one up, bro. I appreciate y'all joining me tonight here on the show. No problem. And Thanks. I forgot, I remember his name, Jay Crowder. Milwaukee. Jay Crowder. Oh, uh, yeah, Jay oh. Crowder. Gonna, he gonna do numbers. He's gonna do numbers in uh Milwaukee. He is as a role player. Mm. Can't wait, bro. It's going down opening night Tuesday. NBA is back, y'all. Can't sir, all right, fellas, y'all have a good night. I catch everybody tomorrow. We live on Lakerland on Players Choice tomorrow. Two, I'm sorry, what time we live tomorrow? Shit, one o'clock p.m. Eastern, man. So, is it one? I don't even know, bro. I swear, I, I don't even I, remember. I thought it was because it's usually around. I want to say, I want to say it's usually around 11 o'clock my time. I thought so. 12, 1, 2, and a 2. I think it's oh my god. Everybody show up early. It's one, yeah. one o'clock, one o'clock p.m. Yeah. Eastern. I'm sorry, one o'clock p.m. Eastern on Sunday, seven o'clock on Tuesdays. But we're doing an early show because of opening night on Tuesday. But tomorrow on Players Choice at one o'clock p.m. Eastern, we're going to full breakdown of opening night. I got Dan the Lakers fan joining me, so should be an interesting one. Fellas, y'all are definitely welcome to join me tomorrow if y'all free. You know, I'll get at y'all tomorrow. Yes, sir. I'm definitely pulling up. I don't got nothing to do on Sundays. But oh, salute, man, bro, fellas. Bro, rock with us, man, because it's going down tomorrow, man. I talk to y'all fellas tomorrow. Thanks. Right. Salute. All right, fellas. Peace. Salute. All right, sevens. All right, bro. All right, man. I want to thank you guys for listening into another episode of the Best of Seven Sports Talk. I'm Seven Mitchell, man. Make sure you follow the show to be sure to be notified about the next episode. Also, I'll put the link tree link in the description so you can follow us on social media as well as donate and contribute to our platform. See you guys again on the next episode. Peace.